welcome this evening. This is a very quiet, very contemplative service, as you will see. It's also um, a really a fairly high level of participation. If you look in your bulletins, you will see some opportunities to sing and respond. There will be times for silent reflection. Some of them will be extended periods of time. Just to share that as we prepare. We're going to begin with silence. We'll have some time at the end for silence. There'll be other opportunities as you come to receive the imposition of the ashes. We've set up a couple of prayer stations and Shannon and I will be here for some prayer if you need us to be. We will not invade your space if you just need time to kneel here and pray. But we will be available. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when we give further instructions. Friends, this is Lent. We make this turn tonight to 40 days, to 40 days of going deeper into our souls and exploring what may be there, exploring the darkness that may be there, exploring the light that may be there, and creating space in our souls so that the light might grow throughout these 40 days. As we begin, I want to invite you into a time of silence for the next few moments. Prepare your hearts for this service. Prepare your minds. Prepare your souls. Please join with me in the unison prayer in your bulletin. Almighty God, source of all life, from the dust of death, you have raised us up to new life. By the forgiving power of Christ, create in us clean hearts and renew our spirits, that as we repent of our sins, we will have confidence that you will guide us into the lives toward which you have called us. May this service of worship be a time of renewal, of remembering, and of reconciliation in your grace. Through Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. And please turn to our opening hymn, number 2232 in the Black Hymnal, and keep it open. We'll be singing successive verses after each scripture reading. So hold it open. the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm, O my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains. A great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will come again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart. 
with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering, for the Lord is your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. Sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between this vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples? Where is their God? Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and done what evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty as a a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desired truth in the inward being, therefore taught me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me, re- let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me... T- to the joy of your salvation and sustain me in a willing spirit. Then I will teach my transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God. O God, my salvation and my tongue will sing out loud in your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise for you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifice, in burnt offerings, in whole burnt offerings then the bowl will be offered on your altar.
I want to invite you to keep your black book, and after the meditation and some time of quiet, we're going to turn right to number 2169, and we'll sing that through after this somewhat extended time of quiet reflection, so keep it, uh, keep it close. I was up in the mountains last Thursday and hiked back into the wilderness in about two and a half feet of snow and found a spot a couple miles in where I was able to sit by a beautiful creek, almost a river at that time of year. And that spot was precious. And I, I kept thinking about the snow and what that was doing to nature, to what it was doing as it was compressing things down. And what happens then after the snow disappears? But then that moved into a time of thinking about this service. Sitting there, praying for you, praying for us, praying for the world. And what came to mind was a forest fire. Sitting there in that beauty, thinking about what is it that a forest fire does. And thinking of ash. Ash is what remains. It is organic and organic in its most simple and distilled form. Think about ash. As I said, I spent a few hours there and I kept thinking about what is it that we're trying to accomplish this evening as we make this turn toward Lent. I think many of you are aware because of where we live of what happens after a forest fire. Now, Blake, you've been right in the middle of those as a firefighter back in the back country. The ground is this incredible, dark, ashy, almost fluffy color. There is nothing that can be seen, if particularly if the forest fire itself was of intense heat, and particularly if it would crown and go tree to tree a tree. And if you've ever walked through a forest that has had a forest fire recently, it's as though you're walking on the surface of the moon. It is an amazing thing. But there is a mystical element to it. The ash and the heat do something deeply mystical in the depths of this forest soil. Life New life, even abundant life, grows out of what appears to be death. Soon the dark ash gives way to deeply rooted shoots. Those in turn live off the nutrients provided in the ash in a new and rich and healthy and even abundant forest is already recreating itself from the ash, from the seeming death. New life is born, and in the light of a new, rich, and healthy, and abundant day, the forest begins to grow again. In the light of a new day, the sun, the rain, the renewed soil, the darkness of the ash turns into light and color and wonderment and peace again. From the death of the ash to the potential of new life. Ash Wednesday is no different. We burned the palms from last year. Palms that, as we celebrated last Palm Sunday and marched around the sanctuary, particularly in first service, just almost on cue. It was not planned, but everybody got up and waved palms just like it happened in Jesus' day. And we held out all the hope of what was to come as He enters into the city. But what we also did is made the turn on that day and the palms immediately, once they were laid down, began to grow dry and die. What was fresh moved into a time of silent, almost death as we came to Monday, Thursday and then the death of Good Friday and all hope seemed to disappear I want to show you, I burned about an hour ago, a clump of palms that was about this big around and burned them right out here. And if you walk out just beyond the kitchen, you'll be able to smell them. 
This is what remains. This is just ash. And I want you to look at this. And it is lifeless, it seems. Nothing remaining in there. It's as though all the life is gone. And what was big and alive and huge has now turned into this. Lent is a time where we stop, where we turn, where we talk about things that may make us uncomfortable. We hear words like sin, and you heard it in the scriptures. We hear words like penitence and turning our eyes inwardly toward that which is within us and may still be dark. That's Lent. It begins today, and what, in, what unfolds in this time is a 40-day period. 40 days that do not include the Sunday. Sundays are set aside for a respite in the midst of Lent. 40 days, meaning, always has the meaning of a new beginning. Everywhere you see the number 40 in Scripture, it always means, always means, a new beginning. How many days did it rain day and night as God was trying to recreate the earth? And we see that story in Genesis. And how many days was Jesus there in the wilderness fighting against the heat and the forces that were trying to take over his soul? How many years were the people of Israel once they left Egypt in the wilderness as a new generation dies off and a new beginning takes place? It's always 40, and we are in the midst now, beginning tonight, of 40 days. And 40 days holds tremendous potential for renewal in each of us. But the word potential needs to be there. Like those we see in Scripture, in water, in heat, in scorching desert, when renewal took place, none of the renewal that we seek will come easy. None of it. We have to decide to take action and take it on and look inwardly into places that may make us deeply uncomfortable. Lent is that time of going deep, as I said, of turning inward and examining the darkness and, yes, the light of our souls. For some of you, it may come as a time of fasting, knowing that there is a mystery that happens in the midst of fasting that often brings new realizations of our need for God and of one's deeper presence, God's deeper presence in our lives, of allowing our souls to move from darkness to light. For others, it's a time of giving something up so that something holy might fill that gap, created by whatever it was that was given up. You do hear me say, it's not about giving up chocolate. Unless giving up chocolate allows you to get closer to God. That is not what Lent is. Lent is making decisions to create space in our lives that move us toward holiness. For others, it's a time to explore our own lives in those places we need to seek forgiveness. And we all have them. Every one of us and a time where we need to turn and potentially forgive others a forgiveness that we've been holding back sometimes for decades. That will be the focus of the Lenten class. But what you will see in this sanctuary will be something like this. We're entering into a simpler time. A time of reflection. A time of moving symbolically from darkness to light. Ashes to new life. Again, focusing on a deeper focus of God. What you have before you are the elements that will help us get there. First, what you have is this book. And my prayer and hope is that you all have one of these. And that you spend time in this Lenten time 
to go deeper into the scriptures, to find a scripture maybe this time to memorize so that you can carry it with you throughout these 40 days. The Bible is that foundation for us of faith. Go into the Bible this Lenten season. We have what were the palms, as I said, that represented the hope that have now turned to ash. Now representing anguish and sacrifice, focus, even failure, and the need for healing and forgiveness in each of our lives. We have healing oil. This maybe more than anything represents God's grace for us. If we would but open our hearts to the healing power of God and allow God to dwell within us, friends, miracles will happen. We have places to pray. And you will be invited as you come up for the imposition of ashes to come to one of the rails. And please feel free to kneel and take whatever time you wish. Shannon and I will be standing back. And if you wish for us to come and pray with you, all you need to do is look up, meet our eyes, and nod your head. And we will come and kneel with you and pray with you. Everything that you share with us will be held in absolute confidence. There is no need to worry about any of that. Dirk and Carrie will be standing here with these plates once I mix the ash with the other elements. And we'll invite you, and this is open to everyone, anyone, to come forward and receive the imposition, and it's the appropriate word, the imposition of the ash on your forehead. And you will hear these words. From dust you came, to dust you shall return. But thanks be to God for Jesus Christ. From the dust of what was before us to the dust of what will be after us. It is what happens in our lives in between that makes the most difference. That we choose to open ourselves to the grace, to the love to the forgiveness of Christ. But here's the deal. We need to ask forgiveness and identify those places that block us from that grace. God's grace is ever-present. We block it. So I want to ask you as I come to a close of this meditation, what is it that is blocking you from fully experiencing the grace of God? What are the things that you have done in the last year that have separated you from God even though God is constantly, constantly trying to woo you back? Where are those places or what are those relationships in need of your grace to another? Where are those places where you are in need of forgiveness or those places where you need to forgive? Those will block your faith, and your trust in God. That's what this evening is for, the beginning of a process that moves us deeper. So I want to take some time as I mix these elements in the quietness of this sanctuary for you to prepare for this Lenten season, not just to prepare for the imposition of the ashes, but to prepare for the Lenten season, knowing that from ash, from ash, can come new, abundant, light-filled light. Let's be in a time of silence.
Join with us in the prayer of confession that is printed. God, this is, this is a challenging season. We are called to focus on the pain and the suffering of Jesus and on our rejection of his message of love. We are asked to look in the mirror to see our own shortcomings. We would rather move straight to Easter without Ash Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, and particularly Good Friday. We would rather ignore the suffering, even avoid the hard work of true self-examination. Forgive us for wanting this journey to be painless and easy when we know that Jesus did not take the easy way. Teach us to use this Lenten season to humbly seek forgiveness and create space for renewal. Now we confess our shortcomings and our need for forgiveness and healing. Forgive us, God, for being self-centered, hoarding our gifts and talents, our time, our skills, and our possessions. God, help us to share what we have. Forgive us, God, for being so busy and self-focused that we fail to respond to the needs of others. God, help us to love others more fully. Forgive us, God, for times we have held grudges against others. God, help us to forgive as you forgive us. Forgive us, God, for creating so much busyness that we forget to slow down, reflect, and seek reconciliation. God, help us to make times for Sabbath and renewal. So I invite you now to slow down, take a deep breath in, and a deep exhale out, and get comfortable in your seat. We're going to take just a few minutes now to be and to invite God into this space and into our hearts as we begin this Lenten journey tonight. So I invite you to close your eyes and take a few more deliberate, intentional breaths. Notice your breath expand beyond your lungs into your whole body. Now imagine yourself in a beautiful forest. You are surrounded by tall, elegant trees colored many shades of green and brown. Rays of sun are peeking through the leaves, illuminating the forest with natural light. As you take in the beauty, you begin to appreciate the serenity of the scene. The air smells clean and fresh. It is a perfect temperature. Birds are quietly chirping in the distance. You hear water flowing down a creek nearby. As you settle in to appreciate the soothing sounds of the forest, you notice something tugging on you. Something doesn't feel quite right, and you're not able to really relax. What is it that's pulling on you? Is it a person or a relationship in need? An uncomfortable emotion? A poor decision or a mistake? 
this stays with you? Some unfinished business? A belief that's shaky? What keeps you from feeling completely at peace? Where do you notice the tugging? In your heart? Or your mind? Or your soul? In your stomach? In tight muscles? Or a clenched jaw? Allow God to be there with you in the uneasiness. God knows human pain and discomfort and dis-ease. Let God be with you now. Remember that God loves all of who you are, even with your mistakes and hurts and shortcomings. Invite God to come in to help you move through that which tugs on your heart, your mind, your soul. Invite God in to fill your heart with God's peace, the peace of healing and reconciliation, the peace of forgiveness and grace. Imagine a warm light shining. It seems faint, distant. Then it becomes brighter and closer. It is comforting. It surrounds you. The Holy Spirit. Enveloping you in light and warmth and peace. Breathe in the light. Let it fill you as breath fills your body. Light moving up your toes, your feet, your legs. Light and warmth in your belly and in your chest. Warmth from your fingers, your hands, and up your arms. Light up through your neck and your face and your head, filling your whole being with spirit. Then move your fingers, wiggle your toes. Notice each part of your body sitting here in this room. And as you come back into this space, in this present moment, God comes with you. God's Spirit never leaves you. God is here, by your side, in your heart, filling you and ready to walk with you along this Lenten journey through darkness and into light. Come back into this space with God. And if you haven't already, go ahead and open your eyes. Friends, this is the Lenten journey. We begin with ashes, remembering that we are mortal and imperfect, committing to once again engage in self-examination, and to notice what is pulling us away from God, away from peace, away from wholeness. And as you experience in a moment from now the ashes drawn on your forehead, I invite you to remember whatever it is that pulls on you and needs more attention. Let that be your Lenten focus this year. Let that lead you to seek forgiveness or to forgive. And remember that God is with you on this journey, always. 
Amen. Neither height nor depth nor principalities nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Don't get in the way of that. Take these 40 days to move beyond that. Whatever it takes. I want to invite Carrie and Dirk and Shannon to come. As we enter into this time, I invite you to pray with me. God who seeks peace in our lives. God who seeks to heal every part of ourselves. God who seeks to love us with such love that we can't even fathom. God who seeks absolute wholeness in us. Help each of us tonight to choose to make this turn to go deeper. To feel the graininess upon our foreheads. Feel the ash of the death and the new life that awaits from that ash. Guide us in this time, tonight, and in these 40 days.
This is the symbol of what was. It's gritty. It's grimy. It's dark. It's messy. This is the symbol of what was. Now we turn for what can be. Will you join me in the declaration of pardon and peace? Our merciful God, the source of salvation, accepts our repentance, forgives our sins and restores us by the Holy Spirit to newness of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Will you join in singing now, two times through, Come and Fill Our Hearts, number 2157. has forgiven us, now make us strong for these days ahead. May Jesus lead us, and may we be found faithful to follow. May the Spirit drive us into the wilderness, burning away the chaff of our lives, and purifying our hearts for all to see and be blessed. And may the blessing of God, creator, teacher, and sustainer, Mercy, revelation, and fire be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let's join together 2138. Let's stand as you're able to sing our final hymn, 2138.
Did you hear what was said? God's Spirit is with us at all times and in all places. Always. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And yet we keep trying. This is a time of letting go of those things that we cause that separate that love to enter into us more fully. So go in peace, but go and do the work. Forty days, and you will be renewed. You will be renewed. Go in peace. Amen.